Okay, you've been living most of your life as the number one dude, the alpha dog, the head honcho, the king. You have been lord of your life and lord of your castle. I mean, what king me wants, king me gets. But do you fully recognize that there is one even greater than you? One that you and I are ultimately answerable to. The fact is, no one has more authority over your life than God. But are you living by that truth? Is God your Lord, not just in word, but in attitude and behavior as well? Is he the ultimate and supreme ruler over every part of your life? Well, welcome to the Point of Purity podcast. I'm your host, Steve Etner, author, national speaker, and purity coach for the Pure Man Ministry. This is episode number 106, and in this week's episode, we discuss the necessity of living for King Thee, not King Me. Over the last few episodes, we've parked on and and focused a lot of our attention around Psalm 25. So let me again drive home the point that in Psalm 25, verse 1, David is choosing to lift up his soul to God. He's, he's, He's choosing to sacrifice King me to King thee, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. David is choosing to bear it all before his God the almighty, most holy, sovereign creator of the universe. I think in essence, he's saying, God, you are king, not me, you. You are Lord over all creation. You are Lord over every aspect of my life. You are Lord over each and every thought that I think. You are Lord over each and every word that I speak, over each and every choice that I make. You are Lord over every action that I take. You, oh God, you and you alone are Lord. You're Jehovah Do you truly realize the significance of what David's doing here? I mean, hey, David's the number one dude in all of Israel. He's the alpha dog. He's the head honcho. He's king of Israel. He's the Lord, if you will, or or the master of all the children of Israel. And because he's king, what he says goes. What he wants happens. The entire nation looks to him for guidance and direction and protection. So, in Psalm 25, 1, as he calls God Lord or Jehovah, I think that, that he's confessing that there's one that's even greater than him, one that he's ultimately answerable to. No, no, think with me. Can you say that? Are you ready right now? Are you willing right here to say that and to mean it with every fiber of your being? God is Lord of my life. Let's face it. You've been living most of your life as the number one dude, the uh, the alpha dog, the head honcho. You've been the king. You've been lord of your life. You've been lord of your castle. You've made all the decisions. And what king me wants, well, let's face it, you try your best to make it happen, right? Do you fully, rec- do you fully recognize, do you totally realize just like David did, that there is one that's even greater than you. That there is one that you are ultimately answerable to, that your knee will bow before him and you will call him Lord. The fact is, watch this now, no one is higher than God. No one has more authority over your life or mine than God. I mean, after all, he's the one that created you. He's the one who is allowing your heart to beat He's the one that is allowing your lungs to suck in air. 
but are you living by that truth? Is God your Lord? Not, not, listen, not just in word, but in your attitude. Is he Lord in your behavior? Is he the ultimate and supreme ruler over every aspect of your life? Does he have ultimate reign over your soul, over every part of your life, every, every part of who you are and what you do and what you think and what you say? Is he Lord over every moment of your life? Now, as you're listening to this, if you're think, sitting here thinking, well, yes, 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 and yes, then let me follow it up with this question. You say you believe that, but is every aspect of your life backing up your answer? If not, then you need to change the answer to, hmm, no, no, he's not Lord of my life because I've not yet chosen to lift up my soul to him. You, you see, if your actions, if your lifestyle, if if, if if your daily choices are not backing up that answer, then no matter how much you may try to intellectually argue otherwise, God is not Lord of your life. Psalm 107 verse 9 tells us that God satisfies, watch this now, he satisfies the longing soul, the hungry soul he fills with good things. Now I know I shouldn't say I know. I'm assuming that intellectually you know this next point. Only God is perfect. Would you agree with that? Only God is perfect. Now, now understand this. That means that only God can and will perfectly satisfy your longing soul. Oh, that's so powerful. I need to repeat that. Let this sink in. God is perfect, which means that God will perfectly satisfy your longing soul. You see, only God can fill your soul with good things. Only God can fulfill your deepest desires and expectations and needs that are, that are created within you. Only God can fully satisfy them to, to bring you full and complete contentment. In other words, when you are perfectly satisfied, the desire, the longing, the perceived need to give in to your sexual temptation is no longer there because you are perfectly satisfied. That longing, that perceived need has been satiated. And therefore, watch this now, it's been eliminated. It's been satisfied. Why? Because everything, listen, watch this now, everything God does is perfect. Therefore, the satisfaction that only he can give your soul is a perfect satisfaction. It's complete. You need nothing else ever. Let's, let's talk for a moment about this satisfaction. You see, we experience dissatisfaction largely because the true need, and I'll couch the word need in quotes, has not yet been met. Now, now think about it this way. When you have a mosquito bite, right? I, I'm pretty safe in, in assuming that everyone who's listening has at least once in your life had a mosquito bite. So just think about that mosquito bite. When you have a mosquito bite, 
What is the driving need that you're facing? Now, let me repeat the question. When you have a mosquito bite, what's the driving need you're facing? Let me give you a hint. The need is not to scratch the itch. That's your inclination to to respond that way. Well, I've got a mosquito bite. I need to scratch it. No, 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 no. That is not the need. It feels like the need, but it's deceiving you. The actual need is to have the itch go away. You tracking with me here? The need is not to scratch. The real need is for the, the cause of the itch to go away. So because that's the need, think with me about this. Scratching the mosquito bite is not going to make the itch go away. Would you agree with that? When you scratch it, it will temporarily mask the problem. It deceives you because it gives you a feel-good moment. It tries to convince you, ah, the problem's gone. I've solved it. However, ultimately, scratching the itch simply enlarges and exasperates and exaggerates the real problem. Now think about this. In the same way, lusting, looking at porn, masturbating, committing adultery, sexually acting out, does not meet the need. Oh sure, it'll temporarily mask the problem because it feels good in the moment. It momentarily eases the stress. It eases the frustration, the boredom, the loneliness, again, because it feels good at the moment. But it's actually making the problem worse. You see, only God. Are you listening? Are you tracking with me? Only God can and will fully and perfectly fill and satisfy the longing, hungry soul that you have. Not lust. Not porn, not masturbation, not alcohol, not drugs, not anger, gluttony, worry, greed, pride, fear, control, anxiety. No, those will not satisfy. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, Jesus said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Watch this now. For they shall be satisfied. I want you to take note of the phrases, hunger and thirst for righteousness, And the phrase, shall be satisfied. This is why King Me's pursuit of sexual impurity is not meeting your needs. Because it cannot, it will not ever truly satisfy you. You're hungering. You're thirsting for the wrong thing. You're hungering and thirsting for something that is completely, totally, and utterly incapable of of meeting the need, of satisfying you. You are hungering and thirsting, as Jesus indicated in Matthew 5, 6, for unrighteousness. It's kind of like taking a drink of water from the ocean. Because it's wet, it appears to be able to meet a need, to quench a thirst. But when you drink of it, it's going to leave you lacking and wanting and actually needing more. The more you drink the ocean water, the thirstier you're going to get. When you hunger and thirst for God, for the living God, Psalm 42, verse 2, the the promise of Scripture is that you will be perfectly satisfied. When you crave for, when you pursue after a right relationship with God, excuse me, a life of integrity, a life of purity and godliness, 
then you will be filled to the brim. You'll be filled to overflowing, not needing anything else but God. If you were with us in last week's episode, I referred to John chapter 7, verse 37, where Jesus stood up in the crowd and cried out, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. My friend, listen, watch this now. A growing, vibrant relationship with your heavenly father is all you need. So flee youthful passions, pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call from the, on the Lord from a pure heart, 2 Timothy 2.22. Here's my challenge. Instead of trying to find your satisfaction in sexual fulfillment, find it in your pursuit of God. But Steve, I don't get the pop and the rush from that. You're right, you don't. You get something far, far better. You see, the fear of the Lord leads to life. And whoever has it, watch this now, rests satisfied. Proverbs 19.23 You see, only God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4.19 Only God will make known to you the path of life in his presence. There is fullness of joy. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Psalm 1611. Only God will perfectly, perfectly satisfy your longing soul. The young lions, they suffer and want and hunger. They, they suffer want and hunger. But those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. I slaughtered that. So let me repeat it. Psalm 34 verse 10. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. In Isaiah 58, 11, it says, the Lord will guide you continually and he will satisfy your desire in scorched places. He will make your bones strong and you shall be like a watered garden, like a, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail, Isaiah 58, 11. So I challenge you, Echo the words of David in Psalm 25, 1. Lift up your soul to God fully, completely surrender every part of your life, including your sexuality, everything over to him, the one who can perfectly satisfy you. And when you do that, Jeremiah 6, 16 tells us you will find rest for your soul. In Psalm 62, verse 1, the psalmist says, my soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. Let me interject, not porn, not lust, not masturbation, not alcohol, not drugs, from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken, Psalm 62, 1. Find rest, O my soul, in God alone, because my hope comes from him, Psalm 62, verse 5. Okay, we're, we're at a spot right now where it's probably wise for us to just hit the pause button again until next week's episode as we look forward to continuing in this study. And if you'd like to learn more about today's study or if you're interested in learning more about the Pure Man Ministry, I encourage you to visit our website and look at the multitude of resources that we've made available to you. So you can find the website at The Purity Coach. It's all one word, The Purity, P-U-R-I-T-Y, Coach.com.
One of those resources is a book I've written that I'd like to make available to you. It's called, Are You a Superman? How to Become God's Man of Steel. The book is available on Amazon. And if you're a man looking for a 12-week men's Bible study that you can do with with an accountability partner or with a men's small group or, or even just by yourself, this book is a must pick up and must read. Are You a Superman of God? Becoming God's Man of Steel. It's a it's a fun look at what it means to be God's man of steel in a world that is anti-God, anti-Christ, and anti-Bible. So as Christian men, we try, really, we, we try to be the supermen of God, the God that, that others want, that others need, that even what others expect us to be. And, and let's face it, we do fairly well most of the time. We're, we're, we're pretty skilled at presenting the persona of a spiritual man of steel to those around us, and yet, truthfully, inwardly, uh, we know that we're far, far, far from being the godly man that we should be and that we want to be. Well, as a superman of God, your strength, your ability to effectively live in a life that honors and glorifies God, that strength comes directly from the Son, S-O-N. Jesus Christ. The, the, the closer you are in a relationship with Christ, the greater your power to resist the archenemy of your soul, the greater your ability to say to the devil, uh-uh, get away from me, Satan, and watch him flee from you, James 4, 7. And yet, let's be honest, let's be honest, truth be told, you have a weakness. Am I right? It's your kryptonite. It's that radioactive element of your life before Christ that your spiritual arch enemy loves to use to his advantage. And the fact, the, the fact is, when you play around with that kryptonite, whatever it may be, it weakens your will and your ability to stand firm and fight the fight of faith. Well, this, this 12-week men's Bible study, Are You a Superman?, helps you to identify your kryptonite, helps you to, to steer clear of that kryptonite, and it helps you to find your, let's put it this way, your super spiritual strength as you daily draw closer in your relationship to Christ and become the man of steel that God has equipped you to be. So let me encourage you, go to amazon.com and purchase your copy of Are You a Superman of God? Becoming God's Man of Steel. Finally, let me take just a, a closing moment here and wish all of you listeners a very Merry Christmas. It's right around the corner. And let me let you know that I recorded a very special Christmas episode last year. It's entitled The Cross of Christmas, not Christmas, Christmas. We talked in that episode about how the Christmas tree can be used to teach our family and our friends the amazing gospel of Christ and the powerful message of salvation. And yes, you heard right. You can actually use the Christmas tree and all the decorations on it to present the gospel. So I would challenge you to go back into the archives to December 16th, 2021, and listen to episode number 56 in preparation for our very special time called Christmas and New Year's. Well, if you've not yet subscribed to this Point of Purity podcast, oh, please, let me encourage you, do so today. I don't want you to miss any of our upcoming episodes. So until next time... This is author, speaker, and purity coach Steve Etner reminding you, if you're going to glorify God in your everyday living, he must first be glorified 
in your every moment thinking.